Welcome to Leadership Behind the Scenes with me, Nomi Natan, Executive Coach and Leadership Consultant. In this podcast, we champion human-friendly leadership because you're human first and leader second. We share tips and insights on how you can increase your impact and influence so you can be the leader you've always dreamt of being and feel proud when you look in the mirror. Hello and welcome to another episode of Leadership Behind the Scenes. Today we are talking about a topic I am so incredibly passionate about. And I've been postponing talking about this because it's so important to me. But hey, here's the time. I want you to listen to this episode, particularly if you go, oh, this one's not for me. The more you think this is not for me, it probably is for you. And this is really about digging below the surface. I will forgive you if you're one of those people that go, well, coaching, leadership development, it doesn't do much. People don't change much. It doesn't shift very much because so much of the coaching and development work that's out there, it only stays on the surface. It tries to fix symptoms, but the symptoms keep coming because unless you get to the root cause, nothing much happens. And to get to the root root course. We have to go way back in time. We have to go back into your school life, into your childhood, into the families you were born into. That's where your patterns come from. That's where whatever is going on for you, both in terms of what your superpowers are and what's tripping you up, it comes from your childhood. It comes from way before you ever put on a suit, way before you ever got a contract for work. So take a breath. Make yourself a cup of coffee maybe. But take a breath and let's dive into this very important topic. We have to talk about it. There's no way out of this one. Your relationship with your parents and whatever happened in your childhood and the family that you were born into, that has a huge impact on what's possible for you today as a leader, how you're succeeding and where you're stuck. In fact, there are three specific things that we'll dive into here. And it's to do with your relationship with authority your patterns, and your leadership superpowers. Those are all derived from and heavily influenced by the parental experiences and the childhood experiences you had. Now, this is, again, in the unconscious realm. This is not something we walk around and create consciously, but it's incredibly important to dive into because when you understand more of this and when you get help in this kind of territory, you'll see how powerfully things can shift for you instead of just doing, you know, surface level personal development, surface level leadership development that makes you feel good for a moment and you feel like you got some tips and tricks, but it doesn't really fully shift anything. So why does what happened in our childhood and our parents have anything to do with how we are now as leaders? And I know for so many, you wish this wasn't the case and you go, oh, please, can we just focus 
on work. I didn't want a therapist. I'm not really interested in this. I just want to be a better leader. And that's a conversation I often have with new clients. And then I have to say, well, the first authorities we meet in our life, that's our parents. Even if you didn't have any parents present, I mean, it has to be a mother, but even if your parents abandoned you as soon as you were born, well, that tells you something about the relationship you have to authority because your parents are the first authorities. So whether they are there, whether they are reliably there, or whether they are not there, or whether they are sort of sometimes there or they're there, but you can't really rely on them to get your emotional needs met, that shapes your experience of how much you can trust authority, what you're looking for from authority, because we all have unfinished business with our parents. It doesn't matter how perfect your parents are or were, and it doesn't matter how much therapy you've already done, because we're never fully done with working on our parental relationship. And so when we meet other authorities in our life, and let's talk about leaders, we, we play out some of this unfinished business. So you might get curious right now about the types of leaders you've had most of. You might find that you have a pattern. Had one client, and he always seems to have these bosses that go missing, either they suddenly get incredibly tied up with other things and they have very little time for him. That's actually the most frequent scenario for him. And it's very close to how it was with his dad, who was always tied up with work, who never met my client emotionally where he needed to be met. And so until we heal the parental wound, the unfinished parental stuff, we'll, we keep attracting that same scenario in our work life because life goes, hey, you have unfinished business here, go work on it. This might sound weird, but I can tell you that it works. So let me give you a few examples. So some years ago, I was working with a really brilliant senior leader and um, she clearly had what it would take to go to sea level. Um, and I told her so, and she said, ah, oh, there's so many reasons. And the, the biggest reasons probably why I won't go there is emotionally, I'm just not up to it. Anytime a senior leader, a male senior leader, criticizes me, I get so upset. And I find myself chasing the positive feedback of particularly male senior leaders all the time. And so I asked her, hang on, wait, male, hmm, tell me, does the feeling you have remind you of the feeling you have with anyone else, let's say, in your childhood? And she said, it's my dad, isn't it? Oh, I knew we would have to talk about my dad. And so I asked for permission to go there because I am trained in something called family constellations. So although I'm an executive coach and my starting point is not to heal your relationship with your parents, if you have blocks in your leadership, I will go to do the therapeutic intervention with your permission. That will help you. So we will go back in time because usually that's what really heals things. And so with this client, let's call her Sue, we went and we did... Uh, 
That's actually only one deep dive session into her relationship with her father and how she was comparing how her father was with her, with how he is with her siblings and how she felt like he never appreciated her the same way. She never got that glorious loving feedback that she wanted and she was constantly trying to make him proud. And as we did this work and settled some of this in her, two weeks later, we had the next session and she said, you know what, I think it's, I think it's done. I think it's shifted. Today, I was in a meeting with my boss and he kept saying, are you okay? Because the kind of things he told me to do and the way he said it, he knows I would normally have been really upset and I don't hide my emotions. I can't. So he would have known, but I was totally fine. I just went, oh, well, that's how he says it. And then the other day I got this email from this very senior leader And this is the guy who, whenever he sends me stuff, I usually get so tripped up. And he sent me something and I could see that normally I would have been so upset. And I just took a breath and thought, well, that's okay. That's just his way. And you know what? Even my relationship with my dad feels different. We're going to visit him next week. And my spouse said to me, you seem all calm about this. What happened to you? Because normally I would be fretting and worrying about how I was going to impress my dad and how it would be and how I would feel. And I wasn't doing any of that. I feel fine. It doesn't seem to bother me anymore. So she was blown away by what to her felt like magic doing one session about her dad had not only transformed the relationship with her dad and how she felt about hanging out with him and going to spend time with him, but also what we'd worked on, which was her leadership in relation to these other senior male leaders. This thing was out of it. She could respond to them as other just fellow human beings in the business rather than the strong derailing emotional response that she was having. So this is the first way that our childhood and our relationship with our parents really impacts how we show up in our leadership and it's to do with this relationship with authority. Now the second bit is our patterns. The patterns, both the helpful ones and the unhelpful ones, often comes from behavior learned in childhood, very often survival skills that we take with us and part of them can be useful and part of them can then be unhelpful. So as an example, let's talk about my client, Joe. Obviously not his real name, but Joe grew up in a family of an alcoholic father, and his father's father had also been an alcoholic. And um, Joe went on to be incredibly successful, not an addict at all, having children of his own. And when I was coaching him, his one problem was that he kept taking on too much work and not really getting the appreciation for all the work he was doing. And he didn't quite get it. He didn't know how to break the taking on too much work. And he didn't know why he wasn't getting the appreciation that he felt like, you know, he really should have had. 
And so when we dove into it, the pattern that he had picked up as a kid was with an alcoholic father and a mother who was all caught up in the father's business. He as eldest child needed to take care of stuff in the family. I mean, he took it upon himself. No one told him to do this, but he took it upon himself to make sure that everything was okay in the family. And so he did lots of practical things that would normally fall to the role of a parent. But since he couldn't rely on his parents to do it, he did it and made sure that whenever the family would show up with extended family or in community circumstances, that nothing was embarrassing, everything was taken care of, that him and his siblings would show up on time and with whatever they needed in terms of their school, etc., etc. And so he was used to taking a mandate way bigger than what he was officially given, right? As a child, you're not supposed to take care of all these things. Our parents are, but there was a vacuum and he stepped into this vacuum and looked after himself and his siblings. And for that matter, the whole reputation of the family. And so he worked much harder than a kid is supposed to do. And this is what happened at work too. He would always take on a mandate much bigger than the one he was officially given because this is what he was used to. And because he took on a bigger mandate, people would keep throwing things at him that sort of needed to be taken care of because he was very competent and making sure that everything was taken care of because he'd learned it from a very young age. But since he never had the mandate, people, and this is unconscious, people unconsciously felt uncomfortable about it. And so he never got the proper praise because he often took on stuff that wasn't really his role to do. And so sometimes he would even be told off for doing stuff that had sort of been thrown at him. And then he would be told off later on for kind of taking it on or taking it too seriously. And only when he started seeing that this pattern was from his childhood, he started being able to break it. To be honest, it wasn't something that he fully broke in the time that I worked with him, but it got easier and lighter because he could keep noticing when he took on stuff that wasn't his to carry. And so he could start breaking that pattern. And the other thing he could see, which he was mortified at first, was in a way he was slightly addicted to. He was addicted to the work, to taking on stuff, to making things perfect and better. And so although a much healthier addiction than that of his father and grandfather, his need to constantly just take on more, you know, to escape in a way from reality by just being so busy, that in a way is an addiction too, where he couldn't really just be in the present moment. Because in the present moment, he would have to feel the feelings that he didn't have space to feel or deal with as a child. And so the more we have worked together, the more we have worked on him dealing with these, these feelings that he had as a child and this pattern that he picked up from young, he is now starting to watch whether he has a mandate to take on stuff. It doesn't mean he can't lift above and beyond because he will always do that. But he needs to do it in a way that's healthy to him and his family, not overwork, which is his pattern to just go 
overboard. And also he needs to do it from a place where he has a mandate so he can get appreciated and not afterwards get told off for overworking. So the second side of this unhelpful pattern block or, you know, it, it has a superpower side to it too because when you pick up an unhelpful pattern, you usually develop an incredible amount of strength and something special. And so if we just stick with Joe, Joe's pattern of overworking, of taking on more than was his meant that he at a young age felt comfortable in a leadership position, although it was from an overworking place, but he also got very good at looking at the big picture because he needed to make sure that the big picture of his family was taken care of, that when they showed up in public, nothing was embarrassing, everything was taken care of. And so at work, he has this incredible superpower of seeing the bigger picture, seeing how all the different parts link up together. Because as a child, he was not concerned about how he was doing and what he needed his survival skill was to take care of the whole family. And so in the organization that he now works and in all the organizational roles he's had since then, he is incredibly gifted at looking at the whole of the picture for the organization. So he can do the big strategic stuff. He can link up things that other people find hard to link up. And you know, when people talk about staying up in the helicopter, seeing how all the different parts, you know, fit together, he has got a natural knack for doing that. And while we're staying at superpowers, let me tell you about another client, because there's so many clients that they they learn because of what happens at home, you know, terrible things, addiction or mentally unstable parental uh, roles. They learn how to read people. And so um, another client of mine, she had a really unstable mom. And so she needed to be able to read her mom instantly. Do I want to walk into the lounge and tell her about my day at school? I don't want to avoid my mom and not talk to her today because today nothing good is going to come from her. And so because of learning how to read her mother's energy and her mother's mood and whatever state her mother was in, she can read people in an instant. She knows before they know whether they're upset. She knows how people are. She can read it in an instant and for a long time, she felt that this was incredibly uncomfortable and she felt like she was picking up too much information and she didn't know what to do with this and she felt like she was too sensitive to other people's moods. But after a bit of coaching work, she's now seeing how this is a major superpower. If you can read other people, you can go beneath the surface and figure out what's really going to bring out the best in them, what triggers them, what opens them up to feel excited. You can read that client and figure out how to influence them. You know, it's a major superpower, but because it came from something negative, it came from a survival skill for, for her, 
it took her a while to really see the superpower in that. And she's still on a journey to go, oh, how does this become proactive, positive, and practical so that that survival instinct skill becomes my real superpower? So now's the time to think about you yourself, your childhood, your patterns as a leader, your feelings about authority and the survival instincts. Even if you've grown up in a family that uh, at least relatively speaking was perfect or everyone was sane and healthy, look at what kind of patterns and superpowers might you have brought along. Because when we link up our childhood and our parental business with our leadership and what we want to do today and our own personal power, magic happens because we are not separate beings. You are not separate from what happened to you as a child. And for a lot of people, it was painful and difficult. And so they want to separate it, but they leak a lot of energy in trying to separate it. And they don't access their full power because for better or worse, whatever happened in your childhood and with your parents, that's made you who you are today. And you might feel like mostly it's blocked you and mostly it's weighed you down. But if that's the case, then get in touch with me or someone else who can do these deeper type therapeutic interventions because there will be major gifts in there and you might just not have unlocked them yet. So I'm telling you all of this because it is so important to understand that to become more of the leader and business owner that you really want to be, to really unlock the strength of your power, doing and it doesn't have to be years of therapy, as I said. Sometimes it's just one deep dive session with the right methodology. If you do that, then you can free up so much energy and take what was your painful childhood and make it your new powerful leadership strength. I would so love to talk to you uh, about this. This is such an important topic and one podcast episode doesn't do it justice. So this is something I'll be talking loads more about on the podcast. But in the meantime, while you're waiting for that, drop me a line, go to my website and fill out a form or just write to nomi at nominatan.com. Comment, uh, share this with your friends because we need to talk more about this, how what happened to us as children, good bad, ugly, wonderful, all of that has shaped us to be who we are today and it's impacting our potential as leaders and there are hidden gifts, there are hidden superpowers locked in there that you can start unlocking today. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends and colleagues. And it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review in iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening, as it will help other people find the podcast. If you don't want to miss another episode, do subscribe here and head over to nominatan.com and sign up for my email list too. Now take a breath. Because no matter how busy we are, there's always time to breathe. Have a great day.